Welcome to In the Envelope, a podcast from Backstage, the one-stop shop for actors and creators both above and below the line. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso, Backstage Senior Editor and Professional Entertainment Obsessive. I'll be your guide through every corner of the creative industry with the help of some of your favorite stars. Here you'll find intimate, in-depth talks with today's most award-worthy names in film, television, and theater. Along the way, we'll get advice on living your best creative life, relatable stories of the highest highs and lowest lows, and maybe, just maybe, a rare peak in the envelope. thing about acting is you don't know what you don't know so you know you've got to go out there obviously knowing everything that's going to happen in every line but pretending you don't as in life and that makes it really alive and fun and when you are with other actors who are in that same contract of all right let's see what's really happening now in the present it sort of takes courage And welcome to yet another episode of In the Envelope. I am your host, as always, Vinny Mancuso. It is a gorgeous 77 degrees in New York City. Manhattan is buzzing. Broadway is open. Times Square is getting harder and harder to walk through. And that means one thing, folks. It is time for the Tony Awards. We are here to celebrate the best in Broadway. And who better to help than two of the biggest ever to do it? I'm talking, of course, about our guests today, Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster, who are currently leading the six-time Tony nominee, The Music Man, but have also led many, many other award-winning productions, because these are two people who understand deeply that you can talk all you want, but you gotta know the territory, and folks, they know the territory. They've got nine Tony nominations, three Tony wins, a handful of Drama Desk Awards, some Grammys, Hugh won an Emmy for hosting the Tonys. They are two of the best to ever do it. That is not up for debate. They know a lot about winning gold statues. But what I love about this episode, what I think a lot of In the Envelope listeners will especially love about this episode, is that there is just this palpable sense that these are two people who, when they step on a stage eight times a week, each time is a new opportunity to try something new, to experiment. They are still experimenting after all the wins all the Marvel movies, all the adamantium skeletons, they are still at their core actors. There really hasn't been a show in recent memory that could have coasted as hard as The Music Man starring Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. Those are just names that get people in the door, but these two are not coasting. I could hear them talk about acting all day. It is inspiring. It is wonderful. I don't know why I'm still talking about it. Let's just get into it. Here it is, Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. Applications are now available for UCLA's professional program in acting for the camera. Gain knowledge from successful industry professionals and receive a world-class acting education in three quarters, consisting of scene study, acting for the camera, and career development workshops. An intimate classroom environment with a maximum of 16 students per workshop and a certificate of completion from the UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television. Students are encouraged to apply early, space is limited, admission is competitive. Just Google UCLA Professional Programs. You'll find us. 
Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster are certified Broadway royalty. With nine Tony nominations and three wins between them, the duo are currently headlining one of the most beloved musicals of all time, The Music Man at the Winter Garden Theater. This iconic toe-tapping two-hander just racked up six Tony nominations of its own, including Best Revival of a Musical, Best Lead Actress in a Musical, and Best Lead Actor in a Musical. Here are the legendary Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. How are you guys doing? How's it going? Thank you so much for taking the time. It's It's been very interesting trying to get some time with you in between a literal Broadway show that you guys are doing, finding time to talk to you in between multiple performances a week. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. You're so welcome. So welcome. It's our pleasure. So I do want to start by noting that uh, I was preparing for this and I just wanted to make a sort of side note of all the the nominations and wins and awards you guys have been nominated for, uh, the awards you've won. And I just, I ran out of room. So I'm curious, we are six days out from, from the most recent Tony nominations. We are a week out from The Music Man getting six nominations, including two for you. Uh, and I'm curious how the idea of being award nominated, much less Tony nominated, has evolved for you and how you've sort of seen yourself evolve with it as an artist, the way you, the way you react to being Tony nominated. Um, I like to say, uh, as I like to say to everybody, between Sutton and I, we have nine Tony nominations um, yes. together. So, uh, <laughs> which would be seven for Sutton and two for me. But the total, um, is, met, the total, the total is what counts. Total is what let's counts. just go with the total. <laughs> Seems we're doing this together. Um, Sutton, you take this away because you have way more chapters in this story and you probably have a better way of describing the, the journey. I mean, in many ways, I still feel like that 15 year old kid, you know, who sat on, who subscribed to Backstage Magazine and who um, sat on my, in my beanbag, you know, in front of the TV to watch the Tony Awards every year. And it, it still feels sort of surreal, I guess, you know, I mean, it's so nice to be right now, especially, I think the we're all winning because we're just doing the thing we're on, we're performing on Broadway, like that's an award in itself. The fact that we're all back and shows are up and audiences are returning. And, you know, that is like, so, um, oh gosh, my thing's going to start beeping. Don't beep. It's okay. It's that's the, the beauty of editing. Now it's hacking. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Go away. <laughs> it won't stop. It's not me texting her. Don't <laughs> okay, I, got, I got this. I, got this. I, I think one beep we would have edited out, but this many beeps we do have to keep. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I'm such an asshole. Give me a second. Give me a second. A second. Okay. Do on. Life is great. Okay. So the, I feel like the, um, it is such a feat that we're back. Um, that theater is back. I mean, I never thought in a million years it would, not exist and that was you know it, what over a year and a half of of no theater in, in new york city um so that the fact that we're all back and that we've braved this pandemic that we are still braving a pandemic um and we are able to perform and audiences are back and that is like that is the award in itself um that to be nominated is like I mean, I'll be honest, I, I was I, I was very aware that the nominations were coming out. It wasn't like I was like, you know, um, I was purposefully in my garden and planned a wonderful day. Like, so no matter what, how it panned out, you know, um, I uh, 
but it, it, it feels wonderful to be acknowledged, thrilling to share it with you. I'm so happy for our show. And uh, like, I, I think Hugh and I've talked about this, but I, I feel like um, awards and all of this stuff is awesome. But what's the, the best is that I'm having like the time of my life in this show. And after June 12th, is it June 12th? I don't even know the date. Yeah. After after June 12th, we get to still do our show, you know, and like how lucky are we? Um, so it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've already won. Mm. Well said. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I feel very much the same. It is, it's thrilling and it's a great thing. It's it, like I've had two nominations 18 years apart and uh, I have to say it's a very similar feeling of gratitude. I, I you know, I'm still a kid from, you know, Sutton's talking about the beanbag and, you know, I was in Sydney, Australia. So I, did, I came here once on a holiday when I was in 1997. I took photos of me like with praying hands in front of various theatres, you know. And so to get a Tony nom is just extraordinary. Like to host the Tonys was uh, something I couldn't believe. But this one feels very sweet. I think more than sweet. I, I, I love the fact that the whole show and Jane and, and Santo and, and Warren and Sutton got recognised. But I feel like... Yeah, our entire cast and crew, which is 150 people, it's astonishing, is such a tight family and I feel so grateful to be part of it. And exactly as Sutton said, the day of the Tonys would be great and the Tuesday after the Tonys is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it's, it's very, it's interesting because, you know, I hear a lot of, a lot of actors say, you know, it, it, it still feels like, you know, you're, you're still reading backstage, you're still 15. But it, it's very interesting, this scenario, because this, this is one of the most big bold name productions ever it's it's the music man hugh jackman sutton foster it's 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 so so driven by who you are what you've done uh what you've accomplished so i'm curious what for you on stage makes it feel like it's still the first time makes it still feel like how has how the the artistic drive evolved for you hmm. it gets deeper for me i don't know i don't i mean i'm sure you know, you collect experience over the years and uh, in some ways that brings a confidence, but in other ways I feel as vulnerable as ever and as excited as ever. And um, every night I go out there, I, I feel I get that buzz. I get a little tingle. I sit on that train with the, the barn walls there, but I can hear the audience, audience tittering and getting excited and it thrills me. And that's, I guess, what is so magical about the theatre as an actor. It never goes away. And if I could name drop it a second, I was ringing Billy Crystal yesterday, and I know a little bit, but I wanted to congratulate him. And he was like, I'm having the time of my life. I'm 74 and I'm making my debut in a musical comedy and it's thrilling. And I was like, yeah, it never, ever goes away. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I avoid the, the big marquee with our names <laughs> on it as much as possible. And I always sort of, but like that perception or that sort of, I don't, it doesn't feel like that backstage at all. You know, it, it really feels like this community of people who are coming together to like do a show. And so it feels like, I, I, I mean, that first day back in rehearsal, every single day we walk into that theater, um, it really feels like a, it's like the most collaborative, generous group of, group of people. And we're like a team, you know? Um, and, and that perception of being like this, this big named show, I, I think, ends at that marquee. It doesn't come into that into that stage door, um, which I think I'm really proud of. I'm proud that we we're just doing our doing the work and doing our jobs and and trying to make it this wonderful environment for these 
kids that are making their Broadway debuts. And, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, it kind of comes back to like, simple, I don't know if I'm making sense, but um, it's really one of the most sort of generous, remarkable, you know, places I've ever, ever worked in. And Vinny, I'm going to say something, and I'm closing out this question, so you can't respond Sutton, but uh, (laughs) in all truth, this is truthful. Every day I get to work with Sutton, who I think is literally one of the the greats of all time. I don't think there's anyone I can think of who can do all the things she does. And it's so in that way, I don't take one show for granted in any way, but I'm also aware that this is, I'm with someone who's one of the greats of all time at the top of her game. And it's thrilling. It is like the greatest tennis match I've ever had on stage. I've never had a partner like it on stage. I, uh, and I revel in that every night and I literally pinch myself every, every day. I feel the same way. Stop. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, Stop. we do have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting to, to sort of return to this idea of how your process has evolved, how all of it has evolved. I think one of the great joys for me of doing this podcast is I get to ask questions of actors because I myself, I really can't comprehend how acting is done. And what I really, really can't comprehend is done is Broadway acting. It's, it's sort of th- this idea of returning to the same character eight nights a week and finding new shades of it and giving your all to that character and then doing it again and then doing it again. So I'm curious, just to break that down to its most basic part, what is the process like for you in this show and any show of sort of returning to that character hours later, returning that character 24 hours later, and then finding a surprising twist on it or finding something that you didn't do previously or finding something that you didn't know you were going to do later? I think that's the most fun part, you know, Mm. Um, it's, you get this opportunity to, I think of it as an opportunity, like every show is like, all right, here we go. We start at square one, you know, we try to forget everything we know. (laughs) And, but you get this chance to live with a character and live with, with, within a timeframe and and a storyline that is the same, but um, it's so, it's so fun. And some shows are more inspired than others. And some shows surprise you more than others. And that's sort of like this, it's sort of the gift of doing a, a show for a, a long, for an extended period of time is that you, you get this opportunity to grow with it. And hopefully when you're done, like when you finally say goodbye to that character, you're, you're, you're better at the end than you were at the beginning. <laughs> Um, that's the goal, you know, <laughs> as opposed to going completely yeah. rogue or something. But um, no, it's so fun. And and what what's exciting is to be able to work with actors who are willing to play, you know, and like you have obviously parameters and tent poles and op stories and, you know, you uh, storyline. And but but within that is this spontaneous, exciting. The audience even plays a role in that as well. And so like. That there's something very mm. exciting about it, and and actors work differently. Some actors like to do the exact same thing every night. Some actors do something completely different every night. Others, it 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 and it, it evolves and it changes, and you kind of have to be like, um, you know, you're sort of part actor, part psychi- psych- <laughs> psychiatrist, you know, but you're and you're trying to read the room or whatever. But it's um, I I find that to be the most fun. And, uh, and, and I love, I love when something surprises me or something happens that wasn't planned or, and it, and it usually comes out of just uh, play. And I mean, that's, it's like, we have this big sandbox, you know, we get to play in it every night 
and you, mm -hmm. you hope you have people who want to play like you do, you know, then that's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, beautifully said, I, you know, we, we, we share a, an acting coach um, and one of his favorite things he says to actors, all actors is the hardest thing about acting is you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, you've got to go out there, obviously knowing everything that's going to happen in every line, but pretending you don't as in life. And that makes it really alive and fun. And when you are with other actors who are, in that same contract of, all right, let's see what's really happening now in the present. It sort of takes courage, you know, because sometimes it's easier to fall back on things you know work. Okay, well, I know if I do it this way, that gets a lot for this, but it's, it's a fine balance and I love that. I find it frustrating at times, you know, at times you're like, ah, oh, I don't know what's happened with this scene. I don't know, like with the rhythms, I don't know what's off. And then you find it and you lose it. And then that it's, it's sort of, excruciatingly beautiful and I love that about the process and it does keep changing and when those things surprise you and you find things it's just thrilling and uh, I, I'm having more fun each day and and one of my favorite things Vinny it might sound weird people go oh you got two shows today and I go yeah I, got, I like when so it's fresh in your mind you've played with something and you get to do it again it's so mm -hmm. like being on a film and you know, you never want to just do one take. You always, no, 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 let's go again. Let's play again. And I really, I love that about two shows. Think you can write two feature screenplays or a TV spec and two original TV pilots in less than nine months? If you're accepted into the UCLA professional program in screenwriting or writing for television, you will. Both programs begin this fall. Learn from renowned UCLA instructors and you'll receive a world-class education in less than a year an intimate environment with a maximum of 10 students per instructor, guidance from writing your script through navigating the industry, and a certificate of completion from the UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television. Just Google UCLA Professional Programs. You'll find us. Is there a specific character beat or small moment in The Music Man particularly that, that you found is, is continuing to surprise you or is continuing to evolve still in this deep into the run? We have a couple of scenes in Act Two. Um... Yeah, a bunch that keep evolving and keep changing, and it's existing on this kind of like Sutton and I just willing to go out there and see what the hell happens, and that's thrilling. I find that thrilling. Um, yeah, yeah, surprising. It's like a, it's like, yeah, it's like a ride. You know, we just get on the ride, and we're like, okay. It's a classic structure, I guess. You know. In storytelling, you got these two people who seemingly are opposites and, you know, blah, 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 but fall in love. But there has to be a, a deep down, like, simpatico that they meet somewhere. And so it's just thrilling when you find different areas go, oh, and this, oh, it's that, there's humor, or they make each other laugh, or the characters laugh, or, you know, annoy each other, or whatever it is. This where those characters meet on a deeper level, I guess, is thrilling. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that's fascinating, especially in the sense of a show like The Music Man, which by design is gigantic. It's sort of sensory overload in the most positive way imaginable. And I'm curious how you, how your process of finding small moments among that, when, when, you, mm -hmm. when you sort of recognize that a glance worked or you recognize that the way that you make eye contact work, even as this, as the music man of it all is happening around you. <laughs> like, uh. Well, I think you have to, uh, yes, it is this big show but i i don't know there's this beating heart in the middle of it and i feel like that those little those little moments are what ground the show you know so it's like 
you have to lean into those as, as much as you lean into the big, bold dance moves, you know? Mm. But yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like a moment specifically. Um, I've got two things in my mind. There's like a moment at the end of Act One with, with Winthrop um, where he finally finds his where he finds his voice but it's it's uh and his light is turned back on in the because of Harold Hill and Marion sees that and it's this inc- it's an emotional moment you know and that's where everything changes for her and i realized i guess during previews i had my focus was on Harold Hill this is interesting. I don't know if I ever talked to you about this, Hugh, but I was like looking at you or maybe you noticed you're like, she's not looking at me anymore. But I was like, I would like look at him and I realized, oh, it has nothing to do with him. It's all about Winthrop. And I just started, I just kept all my focus on this little kid. And it was the, the way that the moment la- landed. I felt like it landed because it was, it's all about this kid's light turning back on. And yes, it has something to do with Harold Hill, but that's, later you know she doesn't realize that in that moment but it's little things like that like just focus things um i did notice (laughs) (laughs) no no No, but honestly in a really beautiful way it's that's one of those discoveries of just seeing her heart you know and seeing that that you know also something that he doesn't have and that you know at that point it was it's actually you know, it's funny, Vinny. I've a couple. There's a couple of moments come to mind, and I don't want to say them because I don't want. You know, it's that actor thing of I don't want to draw attention to a moment because tonight we'll be going. Oh, that was that moment we were talking about. Like, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, almost like once you draw attention to it, it stops being real in the moment. So it's it, it starts becoming a choice, too much of a right. choice. True. True. Yeah. And the other thing you said to me, you said in that question about little moments in a big show, I. You see, I don't come from a musical theater world. Like when I had my first job in the musical, I had to have singing lessons in my contract. Right? Mm-hmm. So I come from it. I only come from everything as an actor, whether it's, it doesn't matter if it's a Wolverine or film or a show or a musical. I think I have to feel that everything is based in a, a truth, a groundedness. And so even if it's big or even if we're somehow we're, sort of semi-winking at the audience, it has to feel to me real or I just can't get through it. So I don't operate in a, oh, this is a small moment or a big moment. Mm -hmm. I only feel like our job is for it to get deeper as it goes along. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like everything has to be based in some sense of reality or truth Mm. or it won't work or make sense to to me as an actor. I, I totally agree. Like you're right, whether it's big or small. Yeah, absolutely. In that same sense, I, I, we've you've mentioned the audience a few times, and I, I think something just by the the basis of who who you are as performers and the Music Man as a show, and the fact that and you mentioned this this is Broadway's reopening. It's a lot of excitement. It's a lot of so I assume that there's a lot of buzz in the audience, a lot of sound, a lot of a lot of cheering, a lot of things that sort of the conversation around audience participation in that is sort of ongoing. So I'm curious uh, for you to specifically how you keep that sense of uh, realism, that sense of that this is truthful, while also being aware that there is 1,500 people directly to your to your left. I mean, it always feels for me, in, I, I feel a, a sense of enveloping all of it anyway. It, it's an, I guess that's an energetic thing um, or just a sense of community and, and inclusion. And, and I think more specifically for Harold, the thing I've been playing with a little bit more as it's been going on 
I mean, I say sort of winking to the audience, but I think, you know, for a lot of it, he's pretending to be someone else, almost all of it. There's a couple of scenes with Marcellus and obviously near the end, but he's putting on a certain version of himself in order to, you know, to pull off the con. And I imagine that there's a little part of him looking at the audience not literally, but imagining people watching it. Like he's doing this trick, mm-hmm. but how good how good is this trick? Like, you know, come on, this is pretty fantastic. And there's a little bit of a, I include the audience in that. If there was no audience, if we were literally in life, I think Harold would have a some kind of fictitious viewer, someone watching, or he's sort of performing for in a way like, isn't it, you know, this is great. And he enjoying that, you know, I, I guess I'm still tinkering with that and at what the level is. And I think sometimes I probably overdo it. And I think maybe at times in the past I've underdone it, but I'm really enjoying playing with that. It's that sort of interesting idea of like, you know, you, the, what are actors, if not, you know, the most positive benevolent version of con artists, you know, you, you are, you are selling, <laughs> you are selling the, you are selling the reality to people. And it, that, it's sort of that, inverse of you know the music man is selling positivity but you're displaying this character who is selling it as negativity it's it's a very interesting sort of duality there um i don't know if i have a question about it i just think that's really i just think that's really interesting (laughs) it's what i also find very interesting is uh this is a show with 21 broadway debuts so i'm curious if you can remember a moment where you you either of you got to sort of impart some some wisdom or sort of pass on uh tools of the trade to someone who is just coming into this world Oh, gosh. Well, hopefully we're leading by example and being <laughs> awesome people. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's like part of our job, too. It's like you can do great work. You can you can also be a good person. You can show up on time. You can be respectful. And uh, I mean, that's like those are always my number one pieces of advice. It's like be kind and show up on time <laughs> and hang up your costumes. <laughs> You know, like don't, but um, I I do feel a responsibility to like really be a good example to these, to these kids. And now, you know, most of the kids are just asking me for dating advice. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I'm literally like one of, one of the, I don't want to say who it is, but one of the younger girls is dating some guy and I'm like, show me these texts. I want to come on. (laughs) I feel like, please tell him, you know, Wolverine and all of that. I'm just all of it. (laughs) I know. I think we feel like, you know, mom and dad to like these kids, like we're like, you're like, all right, you know, we want to kind of take care of everybody and make sure they're, you know, right. I, I, I know. I, t- I think I, I said to her, <laughs> I said, you know, if he does anything, you have an entire theater <laughs> full of people who will come after yeah. him. <laughs> There's a lot of functional, a lot of functional strength in this group. We can, we can do a lot of damage. <laughs> It's a, it's a lovely, it's a really, really lovely group. Sutton and I have the same, exact same philosophy of it's a true ensemble and we, you know, every, everyone needs to feel valued and heard and appreciated. There's no hierarchy in that way. And, you know, we have Jane Howdyshell and Jefferson Mays and all these, Marie Mullen, these people who, you know, worked longer than Sutton and I, who just are uh, um, incredible extensions of that same thing. And, 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 and at the same time, we also, want to make sure these 10 and 11 year old kids at 10 and 11 are just being kids and having fun and it doesn't become too stressful or professional or worky, you know? So it, I don't know we I think we're all really helping each other. Um, and a few people come up and ask me for a few things, advice on stuff. I'm sure they do a few to Sutton. Yeah. 
And it's really lovely to be able to do it. It's really lovely, actually. Incredible. Well, I have you for two more minutes. So for I, I just want to ask real quick for a lot of people that will be listening to this, a lot of people in the backstage audience are people, you know, they're very early career. They're even aspiring. They're, they're sort of looking for that foot in the door, that that one piece of that one piece of sort of guidance that will get to the next level. I'm curious when you think back to the, the beanbag at age 15 or being mm. in Sydney, what is the what's the piece of advice that has remained true up until the music man? Say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Say yes to all the opportunities, no matter how big or small. Even if you're scared, leap. You'll learn as you go. That's beautiful. I also, you know, I had this weird turning point in my career where I was accepted into a, a drama school. At the same time, I got a job on a very, very popular, like, I guess, like a nighttime soap, like a 90210 sort of thing. And I had to choose over the weekend which to do. And I'm really, really glad that I chose to go and study because I, I think at the end of the day, you're going to have a million auditions. If you're lucky, you're going to have a million auditions and you need to believe within yourself that you deserve the audition and you deserve the part. And for me, I just needed to know that I'd done the work, that I'd done the study, that I walked into the room like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I deserve that part. And I, if I had gone straight to the soap opera, I knew that I wouldn't have felt that. So I, I offer that advice, like never say no to a class. Always keep learning, always keep pushing yourself, testing yourself and make sure that whatever it takes that you walk into an audition really believing you deserve it. I love that. I'm gonna, that's great advice. I'm going to take that. <laughs> Incredible. Well, again, I can't thank you guys enough for being here. And, you know, congratulations on everything, on the Tony and, and on just doing the thing. Congratulations on continue, continuing to do the thing uh, and, being, and being so great at it. Thanks, Vinny. Thank Bye, Sutton. See you tonight. All right, see you tonight. Bye, Hugh Jackman. Thanks, as always, to our brilliant producer, Jamie Muffet, and to the whole team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. 100% free, you simply cannot beat that. For more exclusive content, find us on Facebook and Twitter at In The Envelope, and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Who should we interview next to let us know? Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another peek in the envelope.